You are listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about today's issues from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. Without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. We ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Here's your host, Wade Lentz and Harold Smith. All right, welcome to the Patriot Pastors Podcast. I'm Wade Lentz, and I'm joined with my good friend, Harold Smith. Harold, are you ready for the upcoming snowstorm that's getting ready to hit Arkansas? We have firewood on the porch, and uh, we're ready to yeah to be snowed in with a half inch. I think we have a half a loaf of bread. <laughs> we may or may not survive. Yeah, that's, that's the life in central Arkansas. Both of us live in the River Valley of Arkansas. And uh, he lives about two hours west of me. But nevertheless, this is going to be a uh, a Arkansas mountain snow to where they get several inches, maybe even up to a foot of snow, while all of us in central Arkansas along the river valley get, what'd you say, a dusting? Yeah, we'll get a dusting. Probably. It'll be melted by nine o'clock. It'll be a heavy, heavy frost is what it'll look like. Those poor kids. Yeah. Bless Anytime. their heart. Anytime snow hits the, uh, the, the news, every kid's like, we're not having school. I'm like, oh yeah, you are. <laughs> you're going to get muddy walking in. <laughs> that's right. That is right. Oh man. That's this, the, uh, problems living in the South, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the sad thing is no, nobody here, people up North say, y'all don't know how to drive in snow. I'm like, we don't ever get snow. Right. We get more ice than we get snow and driving on ice is not like driving on snow. Exactly. And, um, I don't know. I'm, I made a trip up to Michigan earlier. Well, it was later last year, just a few months ago. And they were saying, look, it was people from Arkansas, two different pastors that had moved to Northern Michigan. And, and they were saying, look, driving on snow and driving on what we get in the South is two different things. Snow, you get traction. What we get in the South, it, it melts when it hits the ground, then it refreezes. So you're driving on a skating rink and, uh, plus we don't have the equipment to move it, to salt it, to do all that stuff. So, yeah, I look, I just, I'm tired of being criticized by Northern people, you know, <laughs> nobody retires well, and moves up there. They all retire and move down here. Ever since the, they won the war, they just keep just, on rubbing it in our face, right? Just talk, 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 talk. They, they win one <laughs> war and they just talk, 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 talk. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to be talking about something today that uh, the Apostle Paul never had to talk about. Uh, we're going to be talking about something today that our forefathers, George Washington, Jefferson, never had to talk about. We're going to be talking about today the social media, the good, the bad. And the ugly. ugly. Yeah. The yeah. Ugly. What would you say that, uh, <clears throat> if we're talking about social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, what would be something good that we would gather from that? Uh, just last night, my son's been taking voice lessons and they, uh, all the people that were taking voice lessons from this couple, although they had a recital. So we went to hear my son sing a couple of songs. And I looked over and this was at the first Presbyterian church in Fort Smith. So there was a bunch of people and I didn't know any of them, anybody other than my family. I looked over and I saw a guy from high school. And I, the only reason I had recognized him is because we're friends on Facebook. And if I hadn't seen him, I've been out of high school since 93. So 30 years, I haven't seen this man in 30 years. 
I look over there and I see him and I instantly recognize him, not because he looks like he did in high school, but because he looks like he looks on Facebook. And I walked over there and we started talking. We had a good time. And, and I said, uh, you know, you still look somewhat like you did in high school. I said, I, on the other hand, and, and twice the man I used to be in high school, you know? <laughs> so, so social media kept us, we weren't like buddy buddies, but it kept us in touch enough that when we saw each other, we were able to recognize and have a conversation. And uh, he said, now you're a preacher, right? And I'm, yeah. And you're a mechanic, right? Yeah. And so we, we had a good it was good to catch up with somebody that I spent 12, 13 years of my life with and haven't seen in 30. Mm -hmm. So I, I think being able to stay in contact with distant friends, distant family, that's probably the best thing I think about social media. Oh, there's no, no doubt about it. And that's what I think of when we think about the good of social media is the, the contacts that we would never had happen without it. Uh, I have come across distant family members. Um, you know, old friends back when I lived in Georgia, uh, growing up, um, uh, from my just really young and, and coming across them on Facebook, I'm like, Hey, I remember you, you know? So yeah. those things are very good. I think also about the good, as far as the, uh, the Christian influence, um, whether that is w reading someone's Facebook that they have posted a scripture on or some b biblical truth. Uh, that definitely is a, a good thing. Um, I mean, the Lord has given this platform that we are able to reach uh, the world yeah. with the gospel. I mean, think about that. Th these are things that the Apostle Paul never would have dreamed of. Um, these are things that uh, that he would have loved, I believe, um, right. to have seen. Yeah. To him preaching a sermon that would be broadcasted potentially all across the world. And so... That is the good aspect of yeah, social I, media. I, well, I think I'll give you a little pushback here. I, I think everyone having access to broadcast their opinions about God and the Bible can be good or bad, depending on who's broadcasting their opinions. That's about right. The Bible. Yes. Um, one thing social media did for me personally is it made an unknown hillbilly preacher in Arkansas somewhat well-known through social media. Mm-hmm our church, and I believe your church does too. Uh, we posted all of our sermons to sermon audio and it, it, for us, we just didn't like back in the day, making duplicates of CDs. Somebody wanted a copy of the message. We made them a CD. Yeah. And I said, let's put these online and we'll save all this CD money. And so that's what we did. But through social media, people would hear a message they liked, maybe, you know, a topic that no one else was covering that got picked up, spread around through social media. And all of a sudden I made friends with people. I wouldn't have known any other way states away that I have no background with other than a good biblical message. One that we both agreed with, you know, resonated with the two of us. And, uh, I remember a preacher uh, specifically who reached out to me one time because he thought my name was J Harold Smith. And he was like, he wanted to hear what J Harold Smith had to say about um, I think it was divorced <laughs> pastors. Of course, when I started preaching, he was like, this ain't J Harold Smith. <laughs> so anyways, he called me, kind of told me the story, you know, how he mistaken identity, listened to one of my sermons. And I, we kind of had a laugh about it and I never thought any more about it. Well, then like five years later, I was online and somebody had shared a sermon entitled free bird. 
And it was this guy who had preached a sermon about in Leviticus, you're supposed to kill one of the doves and release the other dove to go free. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, if this guy says something about the Leonard Skinner song, free bird, we're going to be friends. So I click on the free bird sermon. And the first thing he says is some of you only know free bird is a Leonard Skinner song. I'm like, yes, he had that. I mean, <laughs> we became good friends until this day. Yeah. We still talk regularly and, uh, have preached together a few times that wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for social media. So not That's only right. do I keep, keep tabs with old friends, it's actually a way to make new friends that yes. I, I only know some of them I've only known through social media. Yes. Yeah, there there are a lot of good aspects that that can be gained from social media, and uh, but if it if it would stay that way, it would social media would have no problems at all. But then it takes us from the good to the bad, yeah, the the bad aspects of it, and I think that is many. I, I think the just the nature of social media that it is a platform to where you can share what you think is truth or or share your opinion and suddenly through the advent of social media and facebook everyone has become an ex expert okay mm -hmm. whether that is a political expert or a theological expert you know somebody that is uh thinks that they're a doctorate in seminary whatever um it allows people to uh, subvert their opinion and that that can be a good thing but a lot of times it's, it's not uh, exhibit a would be getting a uh, recipe off Pinterest. You know, they take a picture of, of like us, you know, some casserole they've made and it looks great and you eat it and you're like, that's awful. Well, <laughs> the, the bad is there's no way to verify what you're getting. Yeah. You know, you may see a guy with a lot of following. He may say a few good things, but he really doesn't need a microphone. And I, I think it, spiritually speaking, exhibit a would be Greg Locke. Oh yeah. Wow. Greg Locke. He made his, his life ranting on Facebook years ago. Yes. And I, you know, people were sharing all of his posts around I'm like this guy's an idiot. I mm -hmm. mean, what is he? I mean, he's just on here. He, he was pro Trump. He was anti Clinton. He was anti, yeah. I mean, that's all he did was rant. And I was like, somebody needs to take his phone away from him. Yeah. He's built himself a reputation and a following of having, you know, the ability to post videos about whatever he wants online and the rest of us are stuck with him. Yeah. And now it has come out that he's just a full blown heretic, oh, you know, yeah. that, but yet he still has a following. Yep. I mean, this guy's a, he's a nut. Yeah. But yeah, it social media gave him a platform didn't yeah. it? otherwise he would not have had, you know, and another thing, um, <clears throat> social media, and you were alluding to this earlier, it, it instills within us a need for recognition. Mm -hmm. You know, it constantly asks us our opinion. How do you feel today? Yeah. You know, what are you doing? And like, nobody cares. Yeah. No, nobody cares what I'm doing. I don't need to post an update. I, I don't need to take a picture of this cheeseburger and put it on social media. Nobody needs to see what I'm eating. Yeah. You know, right. but because of that, we feel the need to take pictures of everything we do and share yeah. it with the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, the food you eat. Yeah. Or man, <laughs> I'm telling you like on father's day, 
I'm going to learn. If I get on social media, I'm going to know what everybody's dad looks like on Father's Day because on Father's Day, everybody's going to put a picture of their dad up. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to be thankful for him. On Veterans Day, everybody's going to put a picture of a veteran up. I'm like, I don't really care. I know all of you had a father. You didn't get here any other way. <laughs> right. But I don't really need to see if your dad a picture of your dad in the 60s, you know? <laughs> um, uh. But it has. I think it has instilled within society the need to constantly be updating everybody on what we're doing. Yeah. Right. Uh, I can remember going fishing years ago and I didn't know the world could have melted away except for my little slice of the Creek bank. And I would have never known anything about it. Mm-hmm. I might've gotten a car, you know, the truck, when I was leaving, turned on the, the, the ignition, the radio would have came on. I probably would have got a news update, but I wouldn't have known anything that went on until I got home. And, you know, my mom and dad or my wife or whoever, wherever I was in life, somebody would say, hey, did you watch the news at five o'clock? Yeah. You know, we didn't know. But now with social media, two kids can get in a fight in the classroom and the whole world knows about it before the principal can get to the bottom of it. That's right. Yes. It's crazy. That it is. The way people feel the need to be recognized. Like mm-hmm. the rest of the world wants to know these things. Right, right. Yeah, nothing nothing is secret anymore. Uh, we, we know, honestly, too much about one another uh, to some extent. And uh, so, yeah, that, that has kind of erased away our privacy. And we've, we've lost that solid, solitarity of, uh, of, you know, this is my business and this is what I'm doing at home but yet I'm going to take a picture of it and show everybody what I'm doing at home right now. Yeah. And you know, so, um, another thing, let me say this before you move on social media made doctors who pop pimples famous, you know, there's a whole segment, there's a whole segment (laughs) of social media. It's just people having boils lanced and toenails that are, I mean, toenails that would rival a badger. Yeah. Doctors now with wire cutters cutting toenails off. And I'm like, I don't need to see that. No. And there's a whole segment of social media that's just gross medical things. Yeah. And doctors yeah. are famous. You know, this is what I do. I I pop pimples in people's <laughs> ear. I'm like, no, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see what you're pulling out of somebody's ear. This is the no. bad. That's right. You know? Right. But because, like you said, Wade, it exposes us to so much stuff. It's the information age. Everything's at our fingertips. We no longer mm-hmm. have to go to the shelf and pull down the Encyclopedia Britannica and look it up. Yeah. We can Google it, but we don't even need to Google it. We just spend some time on social media and we see it whether we're looking for it or not. That's true. I, I think another bad aspect of social media is the debating. And yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh my! Well, especially the, in the first few years I've been on, I was on Facebook. I would uh, interject my opinion about a political matter, and um, someone else on the other side of the aisle would post their opinion, and then I would post back and back and forth, back and forth, thinking that I was going to change their mind. Yeah. Well, guess what? I didn't change their mind, and I'm not going to change anyone's mind on social media. And, and that, that was the political uh, aspect of it. Well, that also, um, core correlated into a theological aspect. Sometimes I would share my opinion as to a theological position 
and uh, which is fine to do, but uh, it is the engaging then in the those who are opposed to it to where you create a lot of controversy, a lot of attention, and that's that's not a a good thing, honestly. And so you have to be very careful. I'm still learning this. I'm still being um, the Lord's still sanctifying me in my Facebook uh, life or my social media life. Um, it takes time for me. <laughs> my nature is to want to correct everything. That's my nature. I want to fix everything. Well, social media is not the place to fix it. And it's the Lord has had to work on me on that. And the way we communicate on social media, mankind has always talked tough when he wasn't face to face. You remember as a kid making prank phone calls, you know, you call the grocery store, (laughs) you have Prince Albert in the can, let him out, you know? Um, (laughs) And so I remember I never heard of that one. (laughs) You never heard that one. I'm going to use that now. (laughs) We call, we, we would call people all the time, pretend to be somebody else. Well, then they came out with this thing called star 69. Yeah. And if you dialed star 69, it would tell you who had just called you. Uh huh. And so then all of a sudden the people we were calling and pranking were calling us back and we were in trouble. And I was like, this ain't no fun. So we got us a CB radio. You remember back when we had CB radios and so nobody really knew who you was. You could get on the CB radio and you could say all sorts of mean things to people and they couldn't find you. And people would drive around and try to see where the signal was stronger and where it was weaker. And we'd slide down in the truck seat with just our eyes sticking (laughs) over the dash. They look like an empty (laughs) truck and we'd still be talking to them. And yeah, social media has done that to the nth degree because we're not limited to a phone book or we're not limited to how far our CB radio will reach. We can literally argue with people in another language halfway around the world. And we talk to them in an unhuman way Mm -hmm. because they're just a personality on, on, on a social media platform. And so we have fake accounts. They're not, they're not real people. I mean, yeah, right. They're pretending to be something they're not. And the, we even call these people trolls, you know, they'll go trolling around, uh, just trying to pick fights and argue and take the, you know, play the devil's advocate. Sure. And because you encounter so many people like that, social media is bad in that it dehumanizes the people you talk to. Mm-hmm. And it changes the grace in which you deal with them with. And so for the good that we have, man, there's a lot of bad that goes along with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe another bad aspect of it, and especially as we're dealing with uh, Facebook, is the suppression that they put on certain accounts reach, especially conservative accounts. You mean like the Patriot Pastors podcast? Exactly. Page? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have like 600-something followers, but I posted something the other day, and it reached like 23. Yeah. And after I even shared it on my personal account, uh, that is very uh, disturbing, you know, very aggravating. Yeah. Um, because you can post something, and, and they have their, al- what's it called, algorithms? Algorithm set to such a degree that if there is a word used in that, yes, that post, well, nobody, people see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, that that is one bad aspect that uh, that really deters me from even wanting to get on it as much as I used to because I'm like, man, this is they they talk about free speech, but it's not. It's not, not at all. Oh, I, I've learned that you know, even <laughs> with my other podcasts, the Backwoods Baptist, uh, I can share those posts. I can share five a day if I wanted to. I don't, mm-hmm. but I could share five a day, and, and one or two people will see them. Yeah. And, you know, people will talk to me and like, you're not posting any update. I'm like, I'm posting them all the time. Nobody's seeing them. Right. And that kind of suppression, they can do that with a political candidate. Mm-hmm. If you share some candidate they do not like, they will shut that down. How about Hunter Biden's lap- laptop? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> now, now this video, this whole thing's going to get shut down because you mentioned that. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. But, but in all seriousness, though, Wade, that is the bad of it. They're controlling what is being put out there. They're trying to suppress the things they don't want the world to perceive as, as normal or popular. And they're increasing anything woke or rainbow, anything LBGTQ, XYZ, all that stuff that's getting promoted and, and, and broadcasted as if everyone's doing it. Yeah. Conservative Christianity, conservative politics, you know, Bible thought, all of that is being suppressed as no, nobody's doing that. Right. And right. it's it, we go back to that false sense, you know, like when you're talking to someone that dehumanizes them, we look at social media and it's a false interpretation of society. And that's mm-hmm. what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying just the way that Hollywood does in sitcoms. When the, every sitcom had to have a gay guy on it, every sitcom oh, yeah. had to have yeah. divorced parents. Every sitcom had to have a dad that was an idiot and everybody thought he was, you know, they were portraying this as the normal American family. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they were just trying to get everyone to, to, to embrace what we weren't embracing. Yes, uh, that's so true. Uh, I, I think the last 10 minutes we have here, the the ugly part of it, and I think there is a an aspect of addiction. Yeah, honestly. If we were honest, and I, I know several phones, most phones today, if you'll look at the end of the day, it'll tell you how long, how many hours you spent on your phone and how many hours specifically you spent on Facebook, social media accounts. And uh, I don't like looking at it, honestly. <laughs> I don't like looking at that. So, But there is an addictive aspect of it. And and even now, the the new thing about uh, social media is the shorts, the little clips, video clips, or the reels. Sometimes they're called. Um, how addictive those things are! You just scroll and scroll and scroll, and that is pretty soon you find that you've been there thirty minutes just scrolling through these things, wasting time. Yeah. Have you been yeah. to the doctor's office lately and looked around in the waiting room? Yeah, I, I can have. remember. I can remember going to the doctor's office, and uh, while we waited, I would get Bassmasters magazine or Hunting North America, yeah. and I'd sit there. Of course, now you know that's nothing but a but a sponge holding COVID germs. You, there's no magazine <laughs> in the doctor's right. office no more. That's uh, true. No, no fishing magazines, no hunting magazines. There, occasionally, you'll see a Gideon Bible, but most of the time, people are sitting here with this right in front of their face, and they're oh, yeah. this right here. Yeah. And, and and everyone's doing that. No one's talking, even in families, you know, kids are not talking to their parents. Parents are not talking to each other. 
everybody is absorbed staring at a little computer in the, in their face. And they're just, this is all they're doing. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, Wade, what is this doing to our mind psychologically? I remember a few years back, probably 10 years ago, my wife was having some health trouble and she had fibromyalgia and it causes, you know, just muscle pain that, that you can't really do anything with. So we went to the Mayo Clinic to learn how to cope with fibromyalgia. And this is what they told us. And I'll never forget this. They said, your brain is being stimulated by what you're doing. And if you watch television right up till you go to bed, when you try to go to sleep, your brain is still stimulated because you're, you know, you're watching John Wayne shoot them out. You know, you're watching. Mm -hmm. And so they said, what you really should do is 30 minutes prior to bed, you should read a book mm -hmm. because receiving information from the pages of a book is different than the stimulation of processing what you're seeing. Yeah, that's good. And so I thought, wow, that's crazy. So you know what I started doing? I started going to bed 30 minutes early and reading a book and I'm not a reader. I, I'm a horrible reader. Yeah. I started reading this book. Well, number one, I read a lot more books that way, but man, I fell asleep. I mean, I'd read a book. I wouldn't get 30 minutes. I get 10 minutes. I'd be mm -hmm. out. So <laughs> What does it do to us when we sit here all night long and we're watching just what you said, reels? Right. You, you got 30 seconds of a guy you know, changing a flat, you sure. know, or lighting a firecracker, or you got 30 seconds of a guy falling off a ladder. It yep. is just a change, a change, a change, a change. And your brain is just constantly going from drama to this, to loud music, to bright lights. And you, what's that? How's that working mm -hmm. when you and I are standing in a pulpit? Without lights, without smoke machine, without yes. loud music, we just simply have an open Bible and the word of God. And we want to spend 45, 50 minutes reading and explaining the text to people who all day long have had this in front of their face. That's right. And I can see it. Yes. Sir. I will see people pull their phone out during the sermon. You know, they'll kind of be discreet about it, but they'll check. And it may be they got a text message. Maybe they got a notification that somebody's checked into the restaurant on Facebook or whatever. Some, you know, they're getting some little notification or they're checking something on their phone constantly. They can't go without it. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the ugly for me. I mean, it is shaping the way we live. It is. It is. And, and, and really, as a Christian, uh, you should not be addicted to anything. Yeah. That, that goes back to the, the fruit of the spirit where self-control is mentioned there. Yeah. So that is something that you need to guard against that. Are you addicted to social media yeah. or can you live without it? And, um, so that's something that you need to examine. I, another aspect of this addiction is the, that the fact that likes and reactions upon a social media post is very addictive, yeah. whether one would admit that or not, it is addictive. And so if you make a post that gets a lot of reaction, well, guess what you want to do the next day? Yeah. You want to make another post that gets the same reaction. And if it does not get that same reaction, there can be a letdown um, of thinking, wow, you know, they didn't like that. I wonder what happened. And, and really, this is affecting young people more than we could ever understand. My two younger children will uh, gauge the quality of a video by how many likes they have. That's right. And, and they will say, 
that uh your your music video that you have out there you, i have some of my music out there on youtube it only has like uh two likes you know i'm like well son thanks a lot you know <laughs> gee but but that that's how they that's how they gauge things and so when they post things on facebook and they get few likes on instagram uh they they take that to heart yeah. and um that is an aspect that is very troubling um, that I believe in just doing a little reading on it is why some of the reasons we are seeing so many young people committing suicide, the social media aspect of it, whether that be uh, bullying on Instagram or just uh, not being as popular as their friend is, whatever the case is, right. it does add to that. Yeah. And uh, so that that's an aspect that if we were honest is there as well as so we, Think about the addiction and the addictions of followers and likes. You know, and probably this is probably be the last thing I say about it, but the prevalence and uh, access to pornography on social media is something like I have never seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, <laughs> I'm just amazed at what is okay. You yeah. know, every time one of them sneaks through my my filter and pops up on my screen, I report it as nudity. Mm-hmm. And many times on social media, I've been told, no, that's not nudity. That's just frontal nudity of a female. That's okay. I'm like, she doesn't have any clothes on from the waist up and she's facing me. And that's right. okay. But what's bad is that you and I might say, uh, this conservative made a good point here. No, that's, that's hate speech. We can't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that kind of spills over, but that kind of that level of nudity and that level of filth just being allowed to filter through and cycle through social media ought to give us cause to go, man, <laughs> this is something we shouldn't be tolerating. And, and yeah, I don't know how you fix it. Like I said, I report it every time yeah. and I'm told, no, that's just part of it. Sure. Sure. And let me just say this before we close. I follow a lot of uh, pipe smokers on YouTube, and um, what's what's crazy is that they are not allowed to be monetized because yeah. of the tobacco pipe right. smoking. Um, but nudity and sexually perverted videos are monetized. Yeah. So, and free of I'll charge. Just, not that you pay yeah. to watch them; they're just it's, making money. They're making money. Them. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, I just leave it at that. That's, that's, yeah. that's the world in which we live in. It's, right legal. There. it's legal to own a firearm and shoot it, but you can't do it on social media. Right. It's illegal to walk around naked, but you can do that on social media. Exactly. This kind yeah. of perversion, you know, it goes back to them dictating and deciding society and what's normal and what's acceptable. But the ugly of it is, is, the way that they're just making this, I mean, our grandkids and our kids are growing up being told by society, this is okay. That's not right. And this kind of, of consumption of media, people are consuming it everywhere they go through their Mm -hmm. lunch hour, on their break, in the waiting room. It's like people don't know how to just be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. They have to have that phone. They have to have that, that tablet. They have to constantly be getting notified 
about what's going on. Wait, I is social media good? Yes. Is it bad? Yes. Is it ugly? Yes. And you mm-hmm. really need to take some steps to limit your consumption of it. Yes. Yeah. First Corinthians 1031, whether therefore I eat or drink or whatever I may do, social media, do all to the glory of God. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Harold, it's been good to to visit with you today and, and uh, you're preaching tonight. Uh, and I know you've got to get going, but uh, I just want to thank everyone uh, for listening to the Patriot Pastors podcast. May the Lord richly bless you.